We are going to try to have this evening be such that as many people as the Lord would have to speak, we get the opportunity. Uh, I'm going to at times steer into categories of testimony this evening, um, being mindful that ultimately it must be the Spirit of God who leads in everything. But I just wonder if uh, you want to share tonight, you just stand where you are. We'll bring a microphone to you. We'd like you all to be heard if you're going to speak. And um, don't be bashful, you're amongst family. Who has an answer to prayer that they would like to share to God's glory? A specific answer to prayer. Thank you, man. Someone? Slip your hand up. Yes, we have several. Brother David? I had many prayers, Ironsit, but one, one of the main ones was my granddaughter had my first great-grandson born about 10 days ago. Ex- excellent. And we just kept praying for healthy delivery, a healthy baby, and God blessed. And I've been praying for Camp Bahamas. He's had a wonderful couple of weeks of ministry with teams up there. People get baptized, and he's got another team coming in this week and one after that. And then camp gets ready to start, and he's really going to have a busy, busy period. Pray for him. Yes, thank you so much, David. Answer to prayer, safe arrival of a great granddaughter. What's her name? What's your new baby's name? Uh, Jackson Shane Kinsel. Okay, little boy. It's a boy. I missed that. Yeah. That's okay, Pastor. As you get older, that'll happen. That's right. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had a 50-50 chance. Yes, dear sister in the back, I think your hand was up. An answer to prayer. Last year, I went to Italy to visit my daughter, and um, she was very depressed because she was 46 years old, and she didn't have any children. Mm-hmm. And she felt that she wasn't worthy to be a wife to her husband. And I just saw perhaps problems in the future. So I came home and I told my, my elder daughter, I said, you know, we have to pray for Anne. Her name is Anne. And um, we began to pray the Sarah prayer. Lord, if you can give Sarah a baby at 80 years of age, you certainly can give Anne a baby at 46. Yes. But lo and behold, she phoned me and said, Mommy, guess what? I'm pregnant. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Not only pregnant, but pregnant with twins. Twins. <laughs> and so at 46, she got two boys. Praise the Lord. So what a specific really answer to prayer. Uh, Brother Anton, you had your hand up. Uh, yes. We've been praying for some months now that the Lord would repair the organ for us. We've been attempting to have that done through one of our representatives here in Nassau for many months, and he kept coming and giving excuses as to why it can't be fixed. Uh, Someone from the States also came and looked at it, but it's still no success. Last uh, week, uh, or week before last, rather, before going on vacation, Brother Nathan went up into the area where the speakers are, and he came across some loose wiring up there, and he decided he would reattach it, and uh, we got some sound uh, from the bass bass pedals uh, on the organ again, which have been out for at least six months or so, and uh, after coming down and 
Nathan thinking around with the pedals, uh, we um, decided that we would pull the whole thing out and flip it over and Nathan became a professional organ repair, repairman all of a sudden. And so all of, all of the stuck keys uh, for the organ bass, bass pedal notes are now fixed and we give God the glory that it didn't cost us one cent. Praise the Lord. Answer to prayer. I'm going to move off answer prayer, although we could spend all of eternity talking about answered prayer, right? Uh, if you didn't get to share an answered prayer uh, because I'm moving us along, uh, be sure you share that with a brother or a sister tonight before you leave the building. What have you been uh, seeing as precious in God's Word lately? Uh, maybe it's your life verse. Maybe it's a verse you've seen in your quiet times with the Lord of late. I'd just like you to open your Bible and to read that verse that we would be edified Favorite Bible verse, a current special Bible verse, a life verse, something that you appreciate in God's Word very, very much. Slip your hand up if you're ready to share that way. It took me 69 years to recognize that I wasn't listening to God talking, and that He would never be me over Satan. And I, I listened to Satan telling me, God is tired helping me. He's not going to see you this time. He's not going to help you this time. And I then caused me to get depressed. This is that when I should be missing God. Tell me I will never leave you or forsake you. Thank you so much, Angela. The Lord's promised us he will never leave us nor forsake us. His enduring and unconditional love and grace. Thank you. Someone else, a Bible verse that you appreciate that you would like to share this evening. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities than the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. That is so counter-cultural. The, the world without Jesus says strength is what it's all about, but the Lord says our weakness is this platform on the stage for his strength. Praise the Lord. Someone else? Yes, Pastor Ron. Uh, Galatians 2.20, uh, the crucified life. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of he who loved me and gave himself for me. Absolutely. It's the mystery of the spiritual life that we are identified uh, with Christ. If this is the Lord Jesus and this is you, the moment you trusted him to be your savior, you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, placed into Christ. And so everything that Jesus experienced, you have experienced as you are joined to Christ. He was crucified. Uh, you are crucified with him. He was buried. Uh, the old you has been buried. He was raised to newness of life. You have been raised to the newness of his life, now your life. And that's a precious scripture. Thank you for that. Someone else? Yes. Yeah. Hi. First um, John two twenty eight. Now, little children, abide in Him, so that when He appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from Him in shame at His coming. Thank you so much. In John chapter ten, the Spirit of God defines abiding, and it says that abiding is obeying Jesus' commands. So, the degree to which we obey Him is the degree to which we're abiding. That's a precious, wonderful promise. Thank you. Someone else, Scripture. Yes. yes, and then we'll come to Pastor Tommy. Yes, go ahead, sister. 
Lamentations 325, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. So good. That, that is active waiting in the Hebrew. That's not passive, twiddling my thumbs, abstract, uh, absent-minded waiting. It's like the uh, Bahamian royal police, uh, when they're looking at a speed trap, they are watching the motorists eagerly because they believe someone will be speeding, and they want to give them a ticket. And so but that's the kind of waiting we have on the Lord, active, focused, expectant waiting. And there's a blessing in doing that. Yes, Pastor Tommy? Philippians 4, 6 and 7, is the cure for anxiety or worry. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Precious promise. Anxiety's cure is prayer. Uh, Brother Craig. My favorite Bible verse is John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, for whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, sweetheart. That's the core of the Bible. That's the message of the Bible, that God loves sinners like us and made salvation possible through his only begotten Son. Thank you. Time for two more favorite verses. Yes, brother. Um, my, my life verse, first... Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Let all you do be done with love. Precious, the strength of God through us in the velvet glove of love. I love that. Yes. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Amen. And then we'll take it back to Randy to... Okay, go ahead, brother. Um, my favorite Psalms is Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me by still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Neither I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil, but thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a tale before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anoints my hand with oil, my cup and over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. What a precious psalm. Perhaps the gateway into understanding it and all the blessings it describes is the little uh, pronoun my. The Lord is my shepherd, not a shepherd, not even the shepherd, but he's my shepherd by personal faith in him. Thank you. Someone else? Yes, Ampu. I just particularly like this verse. I think when I was very young in my journey, I used to be very anxious about everything. I used to worry about money, or worry about this, worry about that, worry about the children. And suddenly I realized that worrying only made me not trust God. And whenever I didn't trust God, I had a roommate and house partner who said, didn't you just pray, mother? She was right, reminding me that I wasn't trusting God. And the verse that really stuck in my head ever since is, be still and know that I'm God. And I'm a girl who likes to do everything. I'll pray and then go and do it to resolve the matter. But I wasn't trusting God. So I really like Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. 
I'll be exalted in the earth. And that is the first verse has really brought so many messages to me, to be really still and let him do the work. We've already prayed to him, leave it at his foot and let it go. You know, like the children sing the song, let it go. Yes. Frozen. Yeah. Yes. Let it go. That is uh, a precious truth that to the degree to which we're still in the presence of God in his word and prayer, to that degree we will understand how big he is. And we won't have the problem of understanding or assuming him to be too small. Someone else. One more? Yes, Brother Wenley. Third John, uh, verse 4. I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. Amen. That, of course, involves biological children for those of us who are blessed with those, uh, adoptive children for those of us who are blessed with adopted children. There's also our spiritual children, the people that we have had the privilege of leading to saving faith in Jesus, the people that we teach Sunday school to or Awana uh, club work to those children or uh, serve meals to in the, in the schools, the uh, children that get lunches and, and breakfast. No greater truth. No greater joy that than our children walk in the truth. Amen. Let's switch categories again. If you didn't get to share your favorite Bible verse, uh, please don't leave the building without sharing it with at least one other brother or sister. Let's move on to um, an opportunity you've had that had God's fingerprints all over it to do something in Jesus' name to help somebody. This is to God's glory a way that God led and opened the door for you to do something to encourage and help somebody. Well, um, good evening. A small opportunity. Um, I think it was Monday after I came back, was going back home from jogging. I stopped at the food store and was on my way home at the light, and this gentleman, all haggard and, and dirty looking, he was going from car to car, you know, begging, and I was like, and I had a banana that I usually take with me, and I eat my banana after I finish my job. And I had a banana in the car, and I saw him coming towards me. I was like, oh, should I give him my banana? Do I, do I go? And he passed by. He didn't come to my car. He went to the back, and everybody was just shooting him away. And I picked up the banana. I was about to eat it. And I was like, the Holy Spirit said, you better not eat that banana. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked it up, and he would, but he did not come to my car. So I called him. I said, excuse me, excuse me. And he came, and I said, would you like a banana? And he took it gladly, and I was like, Lord, I know you had me to come this way because I don't usually go that way on my way home. But I, for some reason, I went that on that particular area to head home. And I said, Lord, I know you had me to go that way to give that banana to that man that day. And Amen. I thank God that I did. Amen. Jen, praise the Lord. You were attentive and obedient. Did someone else, God opened the door and you were able to help somebody in Jesus' name. Brother Lindsay. Yes, I think most of the church remember that Terrence Antonio was in an accident several months back. So it's one of these situations where you, you can't explain it, but the week before, the company gave me a brand new truck. So when I went to see him in the, in the hospital, I said, what are you doing about transportation? He says, well, I don't know. I said, well, the truck that I was using is available and free, and no problem, you could have it as long as you want. Mm. It just amazed me that just a week before, I was given a truck uh, so that I, I could make my truck available to somebody else. 
Praise God. The timing and sovereignty of God is beautiful. An opportunity God made, clearly God made this opportunity for you to help someone to bring glory to the Savior. Another example? These are great. This Thursday, as I was on vacation, uh, enjoying a lunch with my family, the phone rang, and it was my dad on the other end, and he said, Jack, he calls me Jack. He says, Jack, um, I'm speaking on Sunday, and uh, the passage I'll be talking about is Matthew 22, 1 to 10. Uh, the short end of the story is this. I need you to sing a song just before I speak. Um, and so this morning I had the opportunity to go and, and share in song. Um, and it was, it was a joy, but it was also an encouragement to many people to, to hear the message in the song without him. And also he touched me. So I'm thankful that it met a spiritual need. And um, I got to do something that I feel joy in, in doing, in serving the Lord. Amen. There's a special joy, uh, Third John, verse 4. I have no greater joy to see my children walking in the truth. So by you emphasizing and underscoring your dad's message from Scripture, I'm sure it was a blessing to that church. Ampu? I have a couple of friends here who are not from our church. They are actually Sunday Adventists. And they were going through some challenge. The husband had some injury, and they need to bring their relative here. And they were going through some financial um, constraints. So I said, okay, I cannot help you like I would have liked to. But I said, I'm going to try and see. You have some talents to cook. So I got all the friends I knew to get some orders for them. So now they have a little lunch thing going so they can generate some funds for what they have to do. So I feel good about it because I have the know-how to market it to the couple of friends I knew. I said, get the orders. So they have a little thing going which I feel good about because they are able to stand up on their own and do something. Praise the Lord. A facilitator. God led you to be a facilitator of a new little business. Beautiful. Anyone else? God opened the door. You walked through it and you helped somebody. It was clearly God opening the door. Anyone else? Yes. And the person was talking. And then as I talk about the world, people didn't like the way I talked. Just recently, she tried to go in the hospital to have half her foot cut off. And um, now she's asking me to pray for her. I have been praying, and I like you all to pray too. That that's good. What is her name? Carolyn. Ca- Carolyn. I'm going to lead us in prayer for Carolyn in a moment. But um, the gospel either makes you mad or glad. There's really no neutrality about the gospel, right? And so we want to be living the gospel and sharing the gospel, knowing that when we do, some people get mad about it, and some people will get glad about it. But we just keep going forward in obedience, right? And so let's just lift Carolyn up with her post-operative uh, recovery. Lord, we thank you that you seem to be softening Carolyn's heart. And we pray that as she recovers from this ma- major surgery, that she would indeed ask for uh, Angela's prayer and other believers. And to the end, that she would come to see that you are real, that you are powerful, faithful, and loving, and healing. And we ask this, that she would be saved, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Very good. Brother Joe. Thank you, Pastor. 
I have a prison ministry, and this morning I sought direction from the Holy Spirit to direct me to which prison block I should go to. And uh, I went to the East Block. I'd never been there before. And after my sermon, taken from John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Those who follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And after the sermon, it's about 20 minutes or so, three inmates came to know Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> you know, one of the joys of being your new pastor is I get opportunities to get to know you and uh, hear your stories, and I love it. And uh, Brother Joe came to see me not too long ago, and we had a nice visit in my office. And I asked him, I said, Brother Joe, um, does anybody from our church go with you to the prison to minister uh, the Word of God? He said, well, some used, some used to go, but some of them have gone on to heaven. I was thinking, my, some people should go with Brother Joe and uh, show the love of Christ to the imprisoned. Uh, the scriptures say something about that, right? When you were in prison, you visited me. And just think of it this way. That some people in the royal, Her Majesty's royal prison are in that kind of a literal prison, but some within that prison are in the figurative prison of their own sin. Chained to the evil one. And uh, only Jesus can bring the light, the light of the world. So I know some of you are going to be led by the Holy Spirit to go up to Joe before you leave the building and say, could I come in with you one Sunday? see what you do, um, I pray for that. We need more of God's people to join Joe in this important work that Jesus said is important. Because a prison can't reform a criminal. Only Christ can reform a criminal. Right? Someone else, the way you got to serve the Lord, he led it, he made it possible, and you obeyed. Yes, Brother Tillman. Um, at my place of employment, I work with a lot of young men, and they sometimes give lots of problems. But there was this certain young man, he was given a lot of problems, he had serious attitudes, very young fellow, just came to work with us, I guess about six months. So he kept giving us problems, we decided maybe we would try something really drastic. I really wasn't into doing it, but anyway, we sent him home for a week without pay. And I prayed while he was home. I said, Lord, if this is a young man that you would have me to mentor, because we've been in choir practice, Anton's been going through a mentorship program, and I've been praying and asking God, should I mentor someone in the choir, in the church, wherever? And I really believe that God has led this young man to me. Um, he came back to work two weeks ago with a completely changed attitude, complete changed attitude. And he is so manly now, respectful and everything. He, he comes to my office with all kind of stuff now, and I feel that God has given me the opportunity now to mentor him. And I want you to pray for me that he will use me in the way that I should be used to bring him to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity the Lord's made. Yeah. Uh, how many of you were raised by a mom and a dad or a mom or a dad that loved Jesus Christ with all their heart? Yeah, lots of us. Look at that. A lot of us. Uh, some people stand to your feet and tell us the most uh, crucial 
spiritual advice or help that your parent gave you in the Christian life? Yes. Most people know I was born in Spanish Wells and lived there until I was 18. And when I was coming, to getting ready to leave, my dad was very concerned. He says, you're going to let him go down to that den of iniquity. And my mom turned to him, and it's the first time I ever heard her say anything back to him. And she says, Robbie, we've had him for 18 years. If we haven't done our job, then we're to blame. And that was what I left with those words of instructions from my mom. It's beautiful. Uh, you've heard me say that my understanding of Christian parenting is to raise your child uh, to the place that he or she will become independent of you, be fully dependent on Jesus. That's a beautiful uh, perspective your mother brought to your dad and to you. Thank you. Someone else, what did your parent say that you stuck with you, it's helped you, encouraged you? Yes. I, I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home, and my father was even a minister, still is. But I wouldn't say it's necessarily what they said, but it was the way they lived. And so I heard my dad preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday nights, and I lived with them day in and day out. And I thank the Lord that what he preached and what my mother taught was lived out in their lives so that I really saw from the earliest of ages that God was real and that his word was true and it worked. And that's how I wanted to live. And so I thank the Lord for parents who are obedient to him and lived out the truth. Amen. More is caught than taught. Let's um, move forward a bit. Um, as you consider this new week, and um, what you are facing, you're aware of. And then, of course, we'll face things that we're totally unaware of. Um, how would you like someone to pray for you? Take three people to share that. How would you appreciate prayer for this week? I have a very important yeah. meeting on Wednesday. I'm sorry. No, you're fine, brother. Me and my wife with the U.S. Embassy to renew our visas. And at our ages, you know, that's an important thing for us because I got, oh, I have a lot of grandkids in the States. I have three sons over there. So just pray that we will have any problems. It'll be all streamlined. Shall do. Let me do that right now. Lord, thank you for David and Jeannie for their desire to have visas renewed in the United States. We pray that all would go well in that process and in the course of that being approved at the embassy that uh, they could give a testimony to their true citizenship being in heaven and that just the United States. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Angela, how can we pray for you this week? My all right, let me pray. Good, let me pray for you. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the Lord of healing and uh, you are the Lord of helping all of us 
with the maladies that are attached to being in a fallen world. And uh, we thank you for Angela's openness to speak about her help from this psychiatrist who has encouraged her faith in Christ. And Lord, we just pray that you would open a door, if it would be your will for Angela, to encourage uh, young children who may struggle with emotional disorder and difficulty. The end that uh, the grace that you've given to Angela over her years would be superabundant grace that she could give out of to others. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone else, number three. Oh, look at all these hands. Well, let's let's go with uh, Brenda here, and let we'll have four, and I'll let you race for the fourth position here in a minute. I'm working in a marketplace, so you know that makes a difference. And my neighbor and I cannot get along. And I have trouble keeping my mouth closed when she turns me funny back. But I want my life to be really a convicting life. I want to be that light with God. I want to be that light in the marketplace. And everybody is so puzzled why I can't get over that. So just continue preaching. Yes. Um, Jim Elliott, who was martyred in Ecuador, uh, reaching the tribal people, the Alca Indians, he said to the Lord in his journal, Lord, make me a crisis man, a fork in the road that everyone who would meet me must choose between Christ and disbelief. And so you're in the marketplace, the straw marketplace. That's got to be a unique situation. People from all over the world looking at your wares, and then you have an issue with a, a neighbor. Let me pray for you. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for Brenda and her desire to honor you with her lips and her attitudes. Thank you for transparency to talk about how that's hard. Uh, you know the circumstances that make it hard. You know the triggers uh, in our sister that may cause her to become impatient. So, Lord, we just give her to you and pray that she would see the biggest picture possible, your glory, your testimony. And, Lord, we pray you'd soften her neighbor's heart. May he or she see Christ in Brenda, the hope of glory, and may Jesus change that neighbor and soon. And we ask this in his name. Amen. Uh, someone over here, was it? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Judy is the name. Hi, Judy. Um, I am an educator, and I have 36 lovely darlings in my class, fourth grade. Uh, this is the last semester of school, and there's some new concepts I have to start teaching Monday morning. I would love for prayers for my students to be able to comprehend those concepts and that um, their behavior would have changed over the last week. You know what they say about school bus drivers? They're the only people who have all their problems behind them. Let me pray. Lord, we commend Judy and all the other educators in our assembly tonight to you. We realize, Lord, that teachers in a child's life are crucial, that they have much impact in students' thinking and remembrance. We pray for Judy that her 36 students would return from this weekend different, willing to listen and learn and sit still, do their best, we pray they would each know the victory and the joy of learning 
and learning how to learn. And in the course of it all, may they see in Judy, their teacher, Christ's love for them, Christ's encouragement for them. And may they come to know Jesus, whom to know is life eternal. And we ask that in his name. Amen. Brother Kirk, are you? Yes. Um, I'd like you to pray for me. Uh, over the past few months, I've been having a lot of problems with my uh, pressure. Um, it's been going crazy. And uh, um just get tired of uh, changing of the medication and the expense of it is another challenge on its own. Um, but on Thursday, I'm going back to the doctor again and um, pray and hope that um, the medication I'm on now is working properly and uh, the pressure would be back to normal. Yes, indeed. Lord, uh, we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we know it full well. And we know, Lord, that you are the one we can look to to bring about the healing in our bodies that we all need. And we lift our brother Kirk to you and pray for his blood pressure to come under good control with or without medicine, Lord. We pray that he would see your strong and faithful hand in his life in this area of need. Uh, Lord, may you receive the glory for working in his medical situation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you didn't get a chance to request prayer before we wrap up now, uh, again, before you leave the building, speak to somebody and say, I was going to say this, but I didn't get the opportunity. Will you listen to me, and then will you pray for me? And then when someone comes to you tonight with that, then you pray with them right right where you are. Just pray with them and uh, remember them this week. Um, just want to remind us that the uh, May I Ask You a Question tracks continue to be available here in the church. Uh, if you need more, just let us know. We're happy to get you some. There should be some on the back table. Uh, prayerfully give these out. How many of us trusted Christ because of Christian literature or a tract? That's unusual. That's really unusual. Uh, many, many people have trusted Jesus because of gospel tracts. I think that it's sanctified litter to leave these at laundromats, restaurant tables, with a good tip. We used to wait tables in Dallas, and uh, they all knew we were Christians. And when um, one of our coworkers that wasn't a Christian would come behind the, the wait stand and no one could see her, she would slap down a track and say, try to pay that your electric bill with that. So if you're going to leave a track, leave a good tip. Right? Ambassadors for Christ. Remember these? Also, how many of you heard the Echoes of Calvary broadcast this morning? And, yeah, a few of us. Great. It was a transition broadcast where Pastor Lee uh, said farewell to the listening family after 21 years of serving Christ. You ought to phone him this week, email him this week, uh, whatever, and tell him thank you for being a faithful Bible teacher for 21 years on our broadcast. Courage his heart. Pray for his wife, Nancy. She continues to need prayer. Um, Anyway, if you missed that broadcast and you'd like to hear it, it's on the church webpage under Echoes of Calvary, somewhere in all the tabs. Nathan can help us if you don't know. Radio, that's an illogical tab. Radio broadcasts on our church webpage. You can listen to not just that one, but many other Echoes broadcasts. Next week, pray, we're going to be uh, starting a new format uh, to try to reach more people and to help more people. Um, we're going to be having uh, 10 to 15 minute segments of pre-recorded preaching that I've done 
uh, for now in other churches, but as I preach longer here, we'll have recordings of excerpts of sermons from here. I'll be preaching through the book of Colossians starting this uh, Sunday morning on Echoes, and then we'll also have at least five minutes every broadcast given to the Christian Counseling Center, and uh, Pastor Frederick and Sister Helen and their colleagues are going to address real-life situations that people have and how the Bible fits and helps eating disorders, depression, uh, abuse in marriage, um, rebellious children, etc. Just a different issue every broadcast. Then we're also going to have from time to time God stories where people from our congregation are going to record their God story for air on the radio, how God has changed them, made them new people in Christ. We're going to feature from time to time uh, actual ministries of our church and have people from those ministries come and uh, be on the air about Awana or Sunday school or in as, uh, in as much and things like that. And then it also we'll have uh, periodic opportunities for people to give their Bible questions to me through email or by phone, and then I'll seek to answer those questions on air. And maybe as we get rolling, eventually we'll even have a phone-in component to the show where people will phone in their questions. So we've got some changes that we're not making for the sake of making changes, but we're making changes to try to reach more people and to help more people with the Bible and the center of the Bible, the Lord Jesus. Um, so pray for us. Uh, Brother Nathan and Thaddeus Pierce are, are uh, behind-the-scenes technicians that are having to work with a lot of new parameters and, and uh, things to keep straight, and they're doing a great job, but pray for them too, please. And uh, to that end, uh, if you would be thinking of Bible questions, theology questions, uh, I had a Bible question and answer night not too long ago, and I uh, used questions from previous congregations because I hadn't had any questions yet from you all, but I hope that you'll know you can email me your questions, phone me your questions, talk to me about your questions. I'll keep a list. I'll try to look to God's Word to answer your questions, and we'll be doing that periodically on Sunday nights to help you to uh, get some answers to the questions that are on your minds. And I always learn a lot when people give me questions because I study and pray, and I get answers from God's Word when I have questions, right? All right, let's stand together. It's been a great night. I, I trust that you've been blessed as I have been and that uh, maybe you have some sharing to do in the uh, outside the building be before you go home. If, if you do need to share with somebody, then take somebody aside and, and do that. Lord, thank you for your people, your precious people, the sheep of your pasture. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunities we've had tonight to edify one another by giving testimony, public statement of your goodness, your promises, your greatness, your faithfulness. And Lord, we just would live in light of these things this week. Uh, help us to be people whose lives require a supernatural explanation. Give us humility. Give us a burden for the lost. Give us a prayerfulness. Give us a love for Scripture. Lord, we pray that you would grow us to be more like Christ, that we would be a blessing to Nassau and points beyond. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Sing with me. He is Lord, He is Lord, He is risen from the dead, and He is Lord, every knee 
some confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Go in his peace. Good night.